Hey everyone, it's Ed from the VG Embassy. It's almost June, and I'm sure you know what that means. It's almost time for the Masters of VGM event. This is an event where for the entire month, all of your favorite VGM podcasts will focus on one theme around video game music composers. This year, we're sharing composers that we feel might deserve a little bit more of the spotlight than they're currently getting. There's going to be a ton of shows participating. Um, let me see. I have that list here. Uh, hey, hey, Larry, you got that list? No, no, not the grocery list. The list of all the podcasts. Yeah. What do you mean you gave it to me already? No, I don't. I don't have it. I'll look. All right. Oh, here it is. My bad. My bad. All right. So it's going to be my show, as well as Nerd Noise Radio, Shujin Academy VGM Club, A VGM Journey, VG Emporium, ReVGM, Gameable Audio, BG Mania, Rhythm and Pixels, CRT Sound System, Volt Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine, and more. More. What do you mean more, Larry? Who are the, who's the more? No, I don't, I don't know. Did you put more on here? All right, well, I guess there's going to be more. If you want to find out who the more is, check out mastersofvgm.com on your favorite web browser or hit up the tweets at mastersofvgm. We hope you enjoy the event. You're listening to By Three They Come from Diablo 4. Released June 5th, 2023, composed by Ryan Amon.
What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to a bonus episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and I won't be solo on this episode. We'll be bringing in a special guest here momentarily. But before we talk about that and before we do, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they up, each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexx and Zanku. So hopefully we have quite a bit of listeners coming over from Play on Arrival since Kyle and I just mentioned to you guys on this past week's episode that we would be focusing solely on Diablo 4 in this upcoming bonus episode of BG Mania. We didn't talk about it over on Play on Arrival this past week. It's the only game that... Uh, I, and I know Kyle, who we're going to be bringing into the episode after our first block of music as well, has really been putting time into since this game did come out um, earlier this month. It came out on June 5th of 2023, so a little over two weeks ago by the time you're hearing this episode. And man, man, have I just been captivated by Diablo 4. It honestly is a game that made me put Tears of the Kingdom to the side. I have been absolutely loving Diablo. I've been playing a lot of it with Sean. Um, him and I have been going through the game quite a bit together and doing the story missions and even a lot of the side missions and dungeons. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. We are going to be talking a lot about Diablo 4 here. But um, I do want to mention again, and I know we just talked about this if you listened previously, an episode of BG Mania finally did drop uh, this past weekend on the 17th, very late in the day on the 17th, but it did post before we hit Sunday. Uh, our composer appreciation for Manami Matsume finally did upload that Bedroth and I did earlier this month, and it was supposed to upload on June 7th, but I got busy. So like I mentioned, we are going to be having a lot of episodes upload here over the last two weeks of June, three normal episodes, this bonus episode, and then radio hour at the end. So we are we are going to be overloading you guys with episodes of BG Mania. Hopefully everyone is able to consume all these and, and, and not fall behind, but I fell behind because of my job, so I apologize about that. We have a lot of fun music. I will say the soundtrack to Diablo 4 has been um, really nice. Uh, there, There is a lot of atmospheric music that I have kind of encountered playing through and going through the different worlds, and, and all of that is really sick as well. But there's a lot of music that isn't quite so atmospheric, too. Um, I knew this game was going to be great, and I am excited that the soundtrack is so robust as it is. There was like 50-plus tracks, I think, on the official soundtrack that was released over on Spotify, which is kind of what I listened to to prep for this episode and, and pull the ones that I really, really wanted to highlight here on the show. That opening track that you guys listened to before we came in was called By Three They Come and again it was composed by Ryan Amon. That is the music that is playing in basically the opening cutscene of Diablo 4. We are going to try to avoid a lot of spoiler content because this game did just come out a few weeks ago. Um, but that that cutscene generally is is pretty well known. So you have the you know your three explorers.
followers going into this crypt, I guess, and they're doing this summoning ritual and they end up spawning Lilith and it's it's pretty crazy and that sets off the entire events of what happens in Diablo 4 um, I really really think Blizzard stepped their game up with Diablo 4 the cutscenes are phenomenal it's one of their best selling if not their best selling game in quite some time and, and honestly they deserve it the game is incredible so I want to bring Kyle in. Uh, so to do that, I have to kick to our first block of music because I really want to talk to him about Diablo 4 and really just gush about this game because it has been incredible. And in a year that's just going to be phenomenal for video games coming off of Summer Game Fest and looking at just how stacked the rest of 2023 is. So let's let's get to the rest of the episode. Let's kick to our first block of music so we can bring Kyle in and start talking about everything else on Diablo 4. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Menu from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023, and this particular track was composed by Leo Kaliski, Ted Reedy, and the only appearance on the soundtrack by Derek Duke. Next up in this block, we're going to be taking a listen to Kyovashad from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023, composed by Leo Kaliski. Thank you. 
The last up in this block, let's take a listen to Gale Valley from Diablo 4. This released on June 5th, 2023, composed by Ted Reedy. Coming back in, we are now joined by the co-host of Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast. It is Kyle. Hey, Brian. I uh, wanted to invite you to listen to my uh, new podcast about Australian pop disco groups, Bee Gees Mania. 
<laughs> How's that podcast doing? Is it is it does it uh, lighten up the charts? Oh, it's amazing! It's incredible. Just like Diablo everyone's 4? loving it. Just like Diablo Four, baby. Just like uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, how the about Stanley them Golden Cup. Knights? How Stanley about Cup Knights, baby? Winner. Yep, they finally did it. We drove to dinner last night. There was nobody on the streets. Everybody was down on the strip because it was the parade last night. So, oh I really? Think everybody. Oh yeah. Is that the parade Frank was talking about in Discord? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why he, like, could barely, like, get out of the airport or wherever he was going. I don't know. Because everybody was down in the strip because of the Golden Knights parade, yeah. Very, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, congrats to the Golden Knights. Vegas yeah, finally Knights has go. a... Uh, they have finally have a, a championship. Yeah, we sure do. And then uh, pretty we soon sure you guys are good. getting the uh, the A's, right? You getting guys the are getting A's the A's. Soon. They, they just barely uh, approved the uh, building of the, the dome, the new dome that they're going to build. Have you seen this? It looks like a Dude, bubble. it looks sick. It's I think replacing it looks pretty the cool. Tropicana, it's, right? I, I believe that's the idea, yeah. Dude, the Tropicana is Can you imagine the in, freaking traffic that's going to be down there, though? My God. It's already awful. I, oh, yeah. I steer clear of the strip as much as possible, but the... The uh, the Tropicana is in such a state of disrepair. Oh, it's in shambles, dude. It's it in is, shambles. It is so bad looking. Uh the sooner that thing goes the better but this new stadium they're building it looks pretty neat i actually like the architecture of it a lot of people don't but uh don't catch me down there baseball's too boring for me <laughs> i love baseball it's, it's i don't need I, would, to, uh, I don't need to pay money to take a nap i can do that at home it's somewhere i would be if uh, if i still lived in vegas and you know maybe one day the raiders will be good too and you, and you guys will get an nfl championship too a super bowl we title do, well we do have the super bowl coming here uh, you do. this next year yeah, we're hosting the super bowl, the super bowl Allegiant. Yep. Yep. That's going to be fun. You, are you going to go? Good. No. Brian, how much money do you think I make, buddy? A lot. No, I'm just kidding. Not, <laughs> that, no. Not that kind of money. That's enough, a, to, enough to afford a nosebleed seat in Allegiant I've Stadium. Never even, I've never even been to Allegiant Stadium. I've never been inside of it. You should go sometime. I mean, ideally, yes. Yeah, you but should go sometime. I don't care about the Raiders enough to go, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't watch enough football to go, to be honest. I go to a few nights games a year, though. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm glad you're here on this bonus episode. You actually are going to be joining me about once a month now on BG Mania. Yeah, the infrequent co-host. Yeah, whether it is a bonus episode or a regular. Next month, it's a regular episode. Uh, you and I will be doing a spotlight episode. I don't want to give it away. You know, we never we never really show our cards, so to speak, on what's coming up for BG Mania. But next month in July, you and I will be sitting down in the week between Bedroth's appearances and uh, and diving deep into a game that uh, is coming out here relatively soon that I'm excited to play and, and listen to the soundtrack for. I know you're playing it as well, so it should be a fun yeah, episode. Yeah, should be good. But uh, today, you and I are talking about a game that, man, I feel like we've probably already sunk 50 to 100 hours into by now. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, it, I, there has to be a command to see how many hours. Yeah, I don't know if so there far. is. I don't know if there is. I haven't even checked. Yeah, I haven't either. I should look. I should look. But uh, that is Diablo 4, a game that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. came out on June 5th, 2023. It is available on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One. It's pretty much available everywhere except for the Switch. And honestly, has been a runaway success for Blizzard. And I think that that makes me happy. I will say, I think that makes me happy because yeah. you and I have talked extensively in the past 
whether it was on play on arrival, whether it was on our previous shows, max level or the level down games podcast, either way, you and I have talked extensively about the downfall of blizzard and just how poor a lot of their things have been as of late. And Diablo four goes completely against that. This is a great game. This has been a triumph for them. This is the, the blizzard that I, I wanted and the blizzard that I remember growing up with is creating these really, really epic adventures, uh, that are just as as addicting as they are fun you know and uh i've i this is the diablo that i think i wanted you know i i'm not sure there's a lot about this game that i would change i've been having a total blast with diablo 4 and a lot of the guys that we've been playing with i mean they're, they're real life friends of yours right but it's it's pretty much everyone that we that we game with in sure. world of warcraft classic for wrath of the lich king and our raids right pretty much everybody has jumped into diablo 4 uh we've been randomly grouping up with one another uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Sean and I have been running through most of the main story missions together, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, this game is the first Diablo that is a shared world, right? Like, you are seeing... It, it's very much in the vein of their mobile experience that also did release on PC, Diablo Immortal. You're seeing a lot of other people. Like, it's an MMO, right? You're seeing a lot of other people in the world. Right. You're seeing them in the towns. And to me, this makes Diablo way more fun. It's not yeah. so much like I'm I'm uh, isolated on an island in, in this world. I love being able to see other characters running around doing things, uh, doing events that I can just jump in and join them and do and get credit right, for. Like, right. that is so much fun. This feels like an MMO. It it feels like one and yet is is not one for for multiple reasons uh primarily of which is for most purposes in this game you do not need to interact with or group you don't with have other to. players yeah, you, you don't can have to play at all. through the game um solo and i have done about 98% of my gameplay solo there are some events and some activities that do require multiple people in order to complete uh, but mostly you can play through this game on your own uh in addition they don't really make it easy to join groups either there is no group finder or party or lobby system uh you have to just manually invite people into a group it feels like it was designed for groups of friends to play not necessarily for randoms to groups play of friends yeah which which that will change i do feel that there's a update coming very soon where they will add some sort of looking for group chat or group finder utility into the game in order to make that more possible because a lot of people are enjoying this game and this game can be enjoyed you know to a greater extent by grouping up with other people you also get a lot more xp by grouping up with other people you do and it does increase the challenge of the game as well you think scale to how many people are in your group and what level everybody is and so that is that is an added benefit to having people with you and a lot of people are like to play that way and enjoy playing that way I know that I do I like it um, that even though I haven't I would you know if anybody wanted to come and play with well, me well you I'd, partnered I'd, up happily. with me and Sean once right that's the only time I've partnered up with anybody was that oh, that's one funny. instance yeah and that was only for like an hour it was about an hour yeah yeah roughly an hour or so um, so you and I have probably had pretty drastic experiences inside of Diablo 4 you playing primarily solo me playing primarily grouped up with Sean or right. grouped up with Sean and Ben I actually played quite a bit with Ben um, in the early hours of Diablo 4 and the early acts. I, I was grouped up with Ben quite a bit. And then um, all of the solo 
stuff I've been doing inside of Diablo 4 has just been the side missions. And I will say there is so much to do in Diablo 4, but it doesn't feel overwhelming like Tears of the Kingdom right, feels right. like to me. <laughs> like Tears of the Kingdom, I do feel like has more to offer than Diablo 4 in terms of the content that's in the game. Sure. Right. There is so much more to do in Tears of the Kingdom. And honestly, dude, I will tell you right now, I am terrified about Starfield. I kind of am, too. I've got, I got to be honest. After the uh, 45 minute documentary they released on it, you know, I, I am kind of I think the I'm game nervous looks to go 10 out of 10 incredible. I, I think the too. game looks like it could be a 10 out of 10. But holy fuck. It but I'm looks probably more, going it, to go. It looks like it has more in it than Tears of the Kingdom. And that yeah, scares and me. And I'm probably not going to finish Tears of the Kingdom until pretty close to when Starfield comes out. I'm, I'm only about half halfway through Tears of the Kingdom. I've got yeah, a lot you, you and I are go. roughly in the same spot. You, I think you and I have both finished two dungeons, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I have not finished the third. That's where I and there's stopped a lot and took of stuff my break. I wanna, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I want to keep doing. Open world games like that, I don't try to hammer through them all Yeah, you're once, not rushing or, or I will burn myself out. Tears of the Kingdom is a game that I'm going to play kind of continually over the coming months, and I will, and that's how I best enjoy that game. I don't burn myself out on it. I don't tire of it. Diablo is a game that I can't do that with, <laughs> right. but it also doesn't burn me out in the way that an open world game would, right? Correct, it, correct. It, Things happen at a much faster pace in Diablo than they do in a game like Tears of the Kingdom or Starfield or... And you're so overpowered in Diablo. You are, yeah. So you're not really struggling unless you're, you know, you're jumping in and fighting a really tough boss. And even then, it's not that big of a struggle. Whereas Tears of the Kingdom, a regular enemy can kick your ass. Right. Every now and then in Diablo, you do find yourself in a sticky situation. You thought, oh my gosh, I wasn't paying attention. I need to focus a little harder on this group of mobs or this boss or whatever it is, right? You, you do find yourself in those situations, but it's not every corner you turn. It's not every every battle requires some focus. Uh, that's just not the way that it is. In fact, I, I'm regularly doing something else why I, while I play Diablo. I've been watching some TV shows or watching Twitch streams or YouTube or something like that. Something to have on in the background because Diablo is I that do. kind of game. Yeah, that's what I do as well. You I usually watch wrestling. To, yeah, yeah. You can split your attention while you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it's easy to do that. Like I said, I, I generally watch wrestling or any other show on YouTube that, that I want to check out. Yeah, and it's, it's not a knock on Diablo. I actually like that about it, right? I like that I'm having fun playing a game while also entertaining myself simultaneously with something else. I, I'm sure there's there's something about, you know, my little monkey brain that, you know, ooh, ooh, like, gotta do this too. Like, you know, reaching out for all the bananas in every direction. Can't, you know, the monkeys that... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? They, they yeah, like won't let yeah, go of the yeah. banana. You know, yeah. it's it's a there's something probably bad about that. But at the same time, this is a it's a different experience than playing something like Tears of the Kingdom, where I am fully invested at the in the moment. This game, I can watch a TV show and play at the same time, and I enjoy that aspect of it. It's a different kind of experience for me. Also, a good one. Now, I will say, whenever like a major cutscene starts playing, or yes. I enter a new world and the music changes, I'll usually pause what I'm watching or yep. turn the yep. volume down on what I'm watching and listen for a little bit because as I move to these new areas and just hear the you know the environments and the atmosphere that Blizzard has put into Diablo Four as 
well as the ever-changing soundtrack and music. Each time you pretty much go into a new area, the music dynamically shifts. The town, there's so many towns with all the waypoints to, you know, to unlock and, and travel uh -huh. between. All the towns have their own unique, at least most of them, have their own unique music as well. So I'm usually paying attention the first time I go into a new area to really listen and hear what Blizzard has put into the game. But once I've been in there, once I heard it for a few minutes, I usually will go back to what I was watching and, and listening to Diablo just at a low volume. Um, but I but I have been having a lot of fun and I do want to talk about the characters we've been playing as. But before we do that, I do want to kick to our next block here. We've been talking for quite a bit and I want to kick to another block of music here. So let's take a listen to one of those town themes I just mentioned. The name of this track is called Yelesna. Again, it comes from Diablo 4, released June 5th, 2023. This particular track was composed by Ted Reedy. Thank you. 
Next up in this block, we'll be taking a listen to Menestad from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023, composed by Leo Kaliski. Last up in this block, we're going to be taking a listen to Ked Bardu from Diablo 4, released June 5th, 2023, composed by Leo Kaliski.
coming back in, Kyle, you and I are playing two different characters. And actually, Sean is playing a completely a completely different character as well, um, which is kind of nice because when the three of us partied up, you know, we, we didn't really have any crossovers. I chose to go Necromancer, which I assumed that I would. Um, Sean went traditional barbarian and you went a route that you don't usually go. And that was with Sorceress. Yeah, I rolled a Sorcerer. And and I didn't plan to roll a Sorcerer. I got to the character select screen uh, and let uh, fate take the wheel there. I, I just I just went with the Jesus, vibe. Jesus, you mean? Yeah. Jesus yeah, took the and, wheel? It, exactly, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sorcerer was the way that I rolled. And I'm happy I did, man. I'm having a freaking blast with my Sorcerer. I am just about ready to create my a second character that I can start rolling on hard uh, hardcore mode with, which some other I friends. will not be doing. Yeah, yeah, I I know that, and that doesn't bring you any joy. Nothing brings me greater joy than the thrill of losing everything all at once forever. Screw um, that! Yeah, no, oh thank you. Oh, Even like, so okay, fun. you know, I love, I love Souls games, right? I love my my Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Elden Ring, and obviously those games are very punishing. When you die, you lose everything you have on you, but you have the opportunity to run back and get it. In in hardcore right, Diablo right. or even hardcore Warcraft now, when your character dies, that's it. There's no running back to get your shit. No. And that is Sayonara. just not Delete. appealing to me. Yep, that is not appealing to me. That's why I don't play in classic mode in Fire Emblem, which is the permadeath. I don't do that. Right. And and I do. You do. I play classic yeah. mode in Fire Emblem. And so and there's something that raises the stakes about those battles and every moment that you're on screen that I do enjoy. I enjoy that extra adrenaline rush. I don't know why, because I'm a masochist, but it's it, there's something there's something rather fun about that. But yeah, the, the Sorcerer is the class that I've been playing uh, almost entirely and really, really enjoying. Yeah, I I really want to check out all of these classes at some point, um, you know, just kind of starting characters and playing through the story as the different classes. Barbarian looks really fun. Sean has been having an absolute blast playing as that class. Um, the Sorcerer was not in Diablo 3, right? That was that was from Diablo and Diablo 2. I don't think Diablo 3 had a Sorcerer class. Just like Barbarian was from 2 and 3, which wasn't in the original Diablo. The Druid wasn't in Diablo 3 either, I don't think. I think that was in Diablo 2. Druid was in Diablo 2. Yeah. I can say that, assuredly. Um, Diablo 3 classes are Necromancer. Oh, it was a wizard in three so sorcerer okay so sorcerer yeah. sorcerer was two then yeah uh because i do remember they had wizard diablo 3 also had a demon hunter which i kind of wish was in diablo 4 that's generally the class that i go for is demon hunter um i imagine they will be adding additional just like they usually always do right like eventually they add new classes to diablo right we've got five classes now they've announced that there are at least two expansion packs coming each expansion pack typically adds a class and so uh, they they ended with seven classes in Diablo 3. So what do you think we get? Right now we have Barbarian, Sorcerer, Druid, Rogue, and Necromancer. What do you think we get? I think... I, I was talking about this with a buddy of mine. I, I do think that there are more melee classes coming because right now we're kind of at three and two between ranged and melee. I think that we get a a kind of support melee class, something like a monk or crusader. However, this game does tend to be a lot darker than Diablo 3 was. Just the tone of this game doesn't really lead to having a paladin-like class like a crusader. Okay. And so I think we might get something kind of the, the opposite side of that, like a death 
death knight or a blood knight something like so that. supposedly some merch leaked that hints that that upcoming six class is going to be related to a death knight or a warlock right and i i could absolutely see that happening uh blood blood knight hell knight something along those lines i could see that being a very popular class and something else to, to pick up there uh and then maybe another range class maybe get the amazon back from diablo 2 i think that that would be a really good fit here as well demon hunter would fit too but i think the demon rogue has a lot of too, but demon exactly. hunter element yeah the, the rogue, rogue and demon hunter has are demon hunter similar. very yeah they they baked kind of those two classes together into diablo 4 uh because and and you'll have to remind me because i didn't put nearly as much time into diablo 3 as everybody else did diablo 4 is definitely probably i've already probably put more time into diablo 4 than i did diablo 3 right um did diablo 3 have skill trees like diablo 4 does and to the extent that diablo 4 does they were different so it was different types of skill trees yeah this is this is the first time they're doing this kind of this um, is like mmo skill trees this is like an mmo skill tree and this is it reminds me a lot of the skill trees from let me i'm trying to get the expansion right i think it was warlords of draenor uh in in world of warcraft where you got you got a talent point like every five to ten levels and you just put that into one ability now you don't have to do that here you do get an ability point every level every level and you, but once you click into one of the abilities at a certain tier you're kind of expected to pump up that or some of your other existing abilities in order to get to the next tier on time and so if you're doing if you're playing it in that way it ends up functioning very similar to the way that the talent tree played out in warlords of draenor i think it much better than that because there is a lot more depth than that one but functionally it, it operates about the same and what's really cool is that each class has different builds that you can explore that really play completely different Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And for me specifically, playing as my Necromancer, I have explored several of these builds to try to find out which one I, I thought was most fun. And I, I kind of landed on the like the Shadow Form Summoner build, which to me has been just absolutely insane, being able to pop Army of the Dead and having so many just minions and skeletons and, and bone skeletons and skeletal mages and golems following me around. Have you been, uh, I, I, have you been following any guides in I have builds? been. Yes, okay. I have. Been. I have not. And so so for my sorcerer, I've been doing purely ice, uh, all the ice skills, ice abilities, and buffing those up. I have no lightning, no fire, which are the other two elements that the sorcerer kind of controls. And I have no idea if my build is good at all. I'm I'm going purely off. That looks pretty cool. That would be helpful. Let's do And that, that works. Like, yeah. you're, you've gotten now into, I think you said you're Act 3, right? I am in Act 3, yeah. Yeah, you've gotten to Act 3. So you've done the Fractured Peaks and Sco, is it Sco's Glen, I think is the Skaz Glen, yeah. Skaz Glen, yes. Yeah. So you're in the dry steeps now, I think. Yep, I'm in the I'm in the desert area, and I have not died a single time. Yeah, and see, I die often. I have zero deaths. I die often, uh, mostly because I tend to pull too many things, thinking my minions will handle it, and they don't. <laughs> this, see, this is why you don't want to do hardcore. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I I tend to just, you know, I, I I tend to rush, and I try to zerg, and that doesn't always sure, work sure, out. Sure. Um, but the 
other builds that I could explore and that I have explored on the Necromancer build, right? I You can be a bone spirit, which, you know, you basically pump up your bone skills and it completely changes the way you play. You have like bone spears and bone things that you're throwing at enemies. The summoner so that cool. I'm playing as has minions that are just all over the world. Um, you have the blood surge necromancer, which goes more into drowning your enemies in blood and kind of stealing health from them. Right. And then you have uh, the sever build, which is basically like shadow form and more scythes and that kind of stuff. Now the summoner build does rely pretty heavily on scythes as well, which is a unique weapon type to the necromancers. They are the only ones that can equip scythes, which I think is kind of cool. Um, And I really love the the way that these characters look in Diablo 4. Like, necromancers look like necromancers. And their hairstyles feel like they would as a necromancer. Like, everything just aesthetically fits. And I think that's really nice. Yeah, the the character creation screen was a lot more in-depth than I anticipated it being for a Diablo game. Um, this is the most freedom we've had with creating our characters in a Diablo game ever. And so I was, I was actually pretty pleased with that. I have transmorged all my gear uh, oh yeah i i I transmogged everything dude yeah and so my look has not changed in 15 levels and eventually i'll go back to the wardrobe and kind of check out some new looks and see if there's anything i want to try on every time you disenchant gear or destroy it it adds new like transmog options to your your wardrobe yeah well you get the you get the the look that you're destroying right that you destroy yeah yeah so so that's very cool you have those forever and uh you can toggle them on and off per piece at any time which is also really nice so which i see. do yeah you can uh, because see the, because i like to see what the new like. gear exactly yeah yep. so so my guy looks like a desert hobo who's just kind of running around he's not wearing a shirt just because i think the tattoos on his chest are really cool uh but i like the freedom that they've given us to play with how our characters look as well i am playing as a female necromancer i, I do tend to like the way the females look in these games more so than the, the guys though there are some games especially where there is like relationship building where i will always play as a guy because you know for for me i think it's more fun to try to romance Role females play, than yeah. the other way around yeah um, but if a game doesn't have romance options or things like that, I will just play as the character that I think looks the, the coolest. And to me, the, the female necromancers look way better than the male necromancers. Um, so I went with that and I'm having a lot of fun. I do like the way the tattoos look on their bodies as well. The hairstyles are sick and the graphics in Diablo four are just very impressive, dude. Like this is a gorgeous game. Sean and I were walking into an area last night in act two doing a mission and there you know it was raining there was lightning just flashing everywhere the the way that the ground lit up by the lightning like and i'm just running it on you know we're all playing on pc i think i you actually your graphics card is a bit worse than mine yeah um actually quite a bit worse than mine i think sean just upgraded his graphics card is now better than mine but i'm still running on a 2080 super that i've had for the last three years and even on that i'm able to run the game on high like the game is is pretty much maxed out on most settings except for shadows and it is just freaking gorgeous man this game is this game is special it looks really fantastic and like you said it my computer components have not been upgraded in many years now 
and it still runs and it still looks great on my computer. I, I do understand that I need to upgrade my computer relatively soon though, but as of right now, I'm really happy with the way it looks. Yeah, same, same, same. Um, we still have a bit more to talk about here on Diablo, but before we get to that, I do think it's time to jump to another block of music here on this bonus episode of BG Mania, where we are focusing entirely on the soundtrack to Diablo 4. Let's take a listen to, and I think this might actually be in an area you are currently in right now, Kyle, uh, the Cinder Wastes. That sounds like it could be in the desert. It, I haven't found it yet, but it sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> so the name of this track is The Cinder Wastes. Again, it comes from Diablo 4, released June 5th, 2023. This particular track was composed by Ted Reedy.
Coming up next, we'll be taking a listen to Descent from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023, and this one was composed by Ted Reedy.
Last up in this block, we'll be taking a listen to Hell from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023. This one was composed by Leo Kaliski. Right, coming back in, Kyle, we still have a bit more Diablo to talk about here. And I want to say, I really, really like what they did here with Legendaries in Diablo 4. Um, I like the... Now, I don't remember this being the case in Diablo 3, but again, I didn't actually get super deep into Diablo 3. I love being able to strip the essence off a Legendary and put it on something else. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that was... That was kind of a surprise for me because you're able to uh, move some of the skills and, and attributes off of some gear and put them onto other gear for a, for a relatively decent price, I think. Yeah, I it's think not it's expensive. Too expensive to do that, but it makes it so that you can actually regularly get upgrades to your gear. You're not waiting for that one piece just to drop this 
one thing that you need, even though you're wearing a, a piece of gear that's 30 levels below you, right? You can actually take some attributes off of that gear and put onto new gear, and then you've got a, a decent upgrade and you're not losing. You know, because the, the things they give you on the gear are so important in this game. I've got gear that's 15 to 20 year, tw years, 20 levels lower than me because it says, you know, it grants one of my abilities plus two. That's yeah, I'm, I, I'm wearing uh, gloves that are probably 10 levels behind because those particular gloves grant me two additional levels of both blight and um, my other main ability, like both uh -huh. my, my right click and left click abilities on my mouse. There's no way I'm replacing that anytime See, soon. That's, <laughs> and that's such a that's such a huge benefit. And so uh, those those abilities are now seven out of five for me. That's insane. Exactly. Exactly. So being able to strip those things off of gear, put them on new gear so that you actually have gear that's appropriate for your level while not losing that benefit. And what anything cool can I'm, become I'm a legendary. So yeah. Anything can become legendary. You just have to put the legendary essence onto the gear. Uh, you know, there there is, and I think you and I both have the same legendary amulet that uh, that it enables when you get like a critical hit or whatever, you get a shield placed around you. That I, actually, stand in, you I actually immune. did replace mine. Oh, did you? Yes. So I did too, but I stripped the essence off and put that essence onto another oh, thing. That's so. smart. I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that is just uh, insanely overpowered right now. It's really like, great. Yeah. Yeah. But I love being able to do that, right? So I found this amazing amulet that was so much better in terms of stats than the legendary had on so i just stripped the essence off the legendary and put it on the new one and it's still legend like it's it's so cool that you can do that i i'm wearing like five or six pieces of legendary gear because i'm able to just put things on to the gear now and and change things to the, the way that i want it to change to it. yeah um and then if i really like a piece of gear right like that two out of the one that increases my abilities up to two then i'll upgrade that piece of gear to its maximum ability as well like some of them can go four out of four like weapons some of them like armor goes three out of three i will upgrade everything that i can i i disenchant most most things when i first started out i was selling but I've since switched over to disenchanting because you need abilities and mats way more than you need gold in this game. You know, there are a lot of mats that drop in this game from scrapping gear and, and killing certain things, opening chests, opening the little caches they give you. Foraging in the world now, like being yeah. able to like herbalism and stuff, just exactly. like Warcraft. You know, I, I have not figured out what 95% of all those things are for. Me neither. Uh, and I know what I need to upgrade my potions every time I need to upgrade my potions. I'm dude I'm an upgrade behind on my potions because I'm missing a couple of the mats and I don't know where to get them I found everything in the open world that's everything where, I found everything well, I found has been to. in the open world yeah you're supposed to I actually have the mats for the next upgrade already I'm I'm like the next two the upgrades one, the I've one got at level the 45 for. Yeah, yeah I just I just got one. my stuff for level 45 last night I finally found the last one I needed like no in terms I've of, got all that yeah <laughs> I need crushed beast bones I've got three out of five I need two more I don't know where they are uh they're gonna be in fractured peak somewhere yeah I know no, I, sh I just I need to go over there and farm them, I guess. But geez, yeah, because please. that's I that's I never left that area. If they and drop off those all my stupid stuff. cows that charge you every single time they see you, I may not do it because those things piss me off. <laughs> I will say, man, the enemies are pretty, uh, pretty vicious in this game. Anytime you even wander too close to an enemy camp or something, you'll just get yeah. swarmed. And I will say there is no way to control your minions as a necromancer, which does right. bother me a little little bit because that's how it's always been though yeah anytime they smell an enemy in the distance they're charging off after yeah. i'm like well shit i gotta guess i gotta follow these guys 
Um, and I remember it being that way as well, but I, I do wish in Diablo 4 they would have added the ability to um, to just have a little bit more control over how aggressive your minions are. Kind of like sure. pets in, in Warcraft, right? Like uh, hunter pets, you can put them on passive, you can put them on active if you get attacked, or you can put them on aggressive. I feel like your minions in Diablo 4 are always just on aggressive, right? They, every time they smell something, even 300 yards away, they're like, oh, we're going this way. And I'm like, okay, we're going this way then, I guess. Um, now, have you played, because you were talking about it, and you said you were interested, have you played with a controller yet? I have not. I, I keep saying I'm going to. I haven't done that yet because for Diablo, keyboard and mouse are so natural for me. That's the way that I've always played Diablo, and it's the way I, I think I'm going to stick with it for now. Even though people are saying that combat-wise, the controller actually does feel really, really good. It's just getting through the menus that yeah. having a keyboard and mouse would be nice for, and you can always switch back and forth. It's, there's nothing saying you can't do that. But uh, no, keyboard and mouse remains kind of being my preferred method, I think. So, so I haven't actually played with a controller yet either, but I'm I think I'm on the verge of trying it out. Okay. Um, because I don't know why, since Blizzard has a controller scheme, right, where you just control your character with the analog stick and not have to click to move. I don't know why they didn't put an option as keyboard and mouse to be able to control with WASD. Is is there no option for that if you go into the controls? There is no option. It is completely missing. And people think they may add it in a future update because a lot of people have been asking for it. Um, I don't mind the click to move. Like, it's, it's you know, I've played a lot of games that have click to move. It never yeah. bothers me. But as a necromancer and with the abilities that I have, which are click on the enemies to channel my main ability, which shreds corpses off of them so I can become more powerful and summon power up my minions and stuff. Um, oftentimes I'm clicking to do things and I'm trying to move out of the way of something and I'm clicking on an enemy and it don't actually move. So I think that I would prefer having a WASD control scheme or even just analog control scheme. I just don't know how it's going to feel with the abilities that I have as a necromancer playing on a controller. So I may actually test that out a little bit later today and just play as a hybrid scheme, right? Like when I'm actually right, running right. around the world or in combat, I'd be using my controller. But if I'm navigating through menus or something, then I would use the keyboard and mouse. I mean, I'm going to still be playing on PC sitting in the same spot. It's just what am I currently having in my hands? Like, that's not a big deal to me to switch back and forth between the two. Um, but if it doesn't feel that much better, then I just I will stick with just mouse and keyboard. Um, but I'm not I'm, I'm a little surprised to why they didn't have that in there, because a lot of people have been saying they would have bought the game if it had WASD control. Some people skipped it because it I doesn't. wonder I'm trying to think if they had that option in Diablo 2. I think they had it in Diablo 3 from what people were saying. Either that or there was like an add on you could download or or some script you could run that enabled WASD movement in Diablo 3. It does not yeah. work in Diablo. Diablo 4. Huh. Well, that's yeah, that's frustrating for people that want to do it. I think I think they're they're silly for wanting to do that. The 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 click to move is far superior for a game like this in my opinion. But uh I think yeah, it no, honestly I dude, I think it depends on the class. Like I said, playing as a summoner, playing as a necromancer with the summoner build that most of my abilities are channeled. Like right. when I'm when I'm channeling on a boss and then the boss starts doing a move that I have to move out of the way from, I will click to move, but there are times where I accidentally click on an enemy that's just off on the edge of the screen and I don't move. Like I just start channeling on that enemy and then that gets me hit by things. So a lot of the times I've died, it's because I click to move and I'm actually accidentally clicking on an enemy that's, that I'm not realizing and I'm not yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. So that is a little frustrating. So quite a few of the deaths I have were 
were accidental because I just didn't move out of the way because I couldn't. Sure. Um, so I do think WASD or even joystick controls would probably solve that for me. I want to see if that actually feels good. But I will say, man, I do think Diablo 4 is going to be a game that is talked about for the remainder of 2023 and beyond. Um, you know, the, this game will probably be around for the next decade or so. Diablo 3 came out 10 plus years ago. Blizzard takes quite some time between their games like this. You know, we're not going to see a Diablo 5 until sometime in 2030. Like, you know, the, that decade, not 2030 the year, but the 2030 the decade will be when we see another Diablo come out. Um, this game's going to be around for quite some time and people are going to be playing it. But I think specifically for 2023, when we get to the game awards and talking about game of the year, I'm not going to be shocked if Diablo 4 is in the conversation. You think so, huh? I do think it will be. In, ter in terms of in terms of Jeff Keighley's official nominees for Game of the Year, I think Tears of the Kingdom is a lock. There's but a I yeah. Do you think Diablo Four gets a nomination? There's a good shot this one shows up. Honestly, with with just how popular it's been and how well it's been received, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, I think Diablo Four will stand a chance. So I'm looking forward to hearing what others have to say on Diablo Four. I'm obviously looking forward to seeing what Blizzard puts out in terms of DLC and new classes. This is a game. I haven't even gotten my mount yet. You haven't either. You don't get your mount, I think, till the sometime during or at the end of Act it's, Four. It's during Act Four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you know we're still running around. You and I are. You said you're. I think forty exactly. I'm forty two. Sean's thirty seven. None of us are even in Act Four yet. But eventually we'll be getting there. We'll have our mount to run around, and and that's just gonna open up exploration on the map even more. Right. It allows you to quickly run from one location to another. Right now, as we run from one location we have to fight every single thing that attacks us because otherwise they just follow you around right like you have to kill things as you go right um once you get your mount you can just run past things and i think that's going to make exploration quite a bit more enjoyable um again when i'm trying to go just look around the map my minions are having a mind of their own wanting to fight everything they see whereas i don't want to necessarily fight everything right there i just want to explore so i can't wait to get my mount we need to i need to get that <laughs> yeah yeah i'm excited and and uh the, i mean the beauty of diablo is that there's there's always something more going on there's always something else to do you can always get stronger uh and and you replay on harder difficulties you get in with friends you do these riffs and these it, get stronger and stronger it's just so much fun there's always i i told my wife i've got a case of the diablos she goes what do you want to play tonight i said i'm just going to play diablo again i can't it's all i can think about sometimes is i just want to i just want to sit down i want to relax i want to play diablo and uh they nailed it with this man the feel of this game is exactly what i wanted from a diablo game they did it perfectly now this is obviously a podcast where we do focus more on the music and i know we haven't really talked about the music much so before you get on out of here and we close the show out how do you feel on the soundtrack to Diablo 4 I uh like I said man the I think that with a game like Diablo tone is so important right setting the tone for for making this a game about demons and and in this game Lilith right this, this is a this, very dark game this is the yes. darkest Diablo I think we've ever had by the way I think so I think so it's incredibly dark I think it had to be dark in order to make it as effective as they wanted it to be and as effective as it is they had to have a dark tone I think that this music perfectly sets the mood in just about every instance for that I've been really really thrilled 
thrilled. I have not, sometimes I turn the music off on games like this, like I said, because I like to watch other shows or something in the background. I leave the music on for Diablo because it is such a good backdrop to this really bleak, gross world that they've thrown us in for Diablo 4. Yeah, I've been really enjoying, like I said earlier, like when you when you go to a new area, the music dynamically shifts to that area. The towns right. all have their unique themes. I think the soundtrack to Diablo 4 is absolutely great. Um, they really nailed it. Uh, you know, all the composers that are featured on the actual soundtrack, which include Ted Reedy, Leo Kaliski, and then, of course, I did mention Derek Duke earlier, Ryan Amon, and we do have Neil Cree as well on one track, too. So a lot of a uh, lot of big names at Blizzard contributing, especially Derek Duke and Neil Cree to this soundtrack. Ryan Amon kind of up-and-comer at Blizzard. I've been seeing his name attached to more Blizzard soundtracks as of late. Um, this is a great soundtrack. Like I said, on Spotify, it is available from start to finish. It's like 40, 50-plus tracks deep. The entire thing is absolutely worth listening to. So if you like what you heard today on this episode, go check that out. Kyle, thanks for sitting down and talking with me about Diablo. Thanks for having me on BG Mania, man. It's been a long time since I've been on this show, so it has been quite some time. And like Happy I said, now back. you are gonna uh, you're gonna be on here at least once a month going forward. We already have our episodes planned for July, August, September, October, and November. I already know what games we're talking about every single month when you're gonna be on the show. Let's get so, into summer uh, when game we talk in about Why games not? like that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, anytime you're going to be on the show, right? The games we talk about are not featured on Play on Arrivals, so uh, it kind of gives a little bit of uh, a special thing for those that like listening to you over there to tune into these episodes to hear us still talk about some of the games that you and I have been playing. So, uh, But yeah, man, like I said, thanks for sitting down, and you will be back with me next month, about the middle of next month. You'll be here on BG Mania. So I'll be here. Can't wait. For now, if you, uh, you want to hear more Kyle, go check him out weekly on Play on Arrival since the Media Files is done. Rip to that show. Rip, rip to, rip to the mini files. Something new in the horizon. I don't know yet. We'll see. You're talking about it. I know you. You might have a new show coming up here soon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't just, know. Just like Bedroth, kind of brainstorming a new podcast as well. Yeah. yeah. We get antsy sitting here for too long. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we do have one more block of music to kick to before we close this episode out. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Ashava from Diablo 4, again released June 5th, 2023, composed by Ryan Amon.
Up next, let's take a listen to Mother of Sanctuary from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023, composed by Ryan Amon. And last up in this block before we close things out, let's take a listen to Daughter of Hatred from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th, 2023, composed by Ted Reedy. Thank you. 
And that, unfortunately, is going to bring us to the close of this bonus episode. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to this bonus episode of BG Mania, where we focused entirely on the soundtrack to Diablo 4, made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this bonus episode, we're going to be taking a listen to confrontation from Diablo 4. Again, this released on June 5th of 2023, and this was composed by Neil Acree and Ryan Amon. Keep the music playing and keep it loud. Din <laughs> 